0: Welcome to 67 Rye, What Follows Us and What We Love, hosted by yours truly, Akeem, also known on the street as Akeem the Dream. And today, we're going to be talking about movies, specifically a movie about a deeply disturbed but very charming and memorable character you might know as Brown, Akeem, I mean, Bond, James Bond. Nice. Did that, of course, because I actually am James Bond, as well as Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. But who's counting? So, James Bond. The movie in question, because there is very many Bonds, and after the passing of Sean uh, Sean Connery, May He Rest in Paradise, uh, there was a string of Bond movies, but not all of them were the greatest. Uh, I know quite a few of them in the 70s, with the exception of uh, The Spy Who Loved Me, were debatably pretty bad. And then you had the 80s with Timothy Dalton and which were like, okay. Then you had the 90s, and you had Pierce Bronsman and Goldeneye, and and then he had uh, a few good movies there, probably just Goldeneye. And yeah, just Goldeneye. (laughs) But there's a few other ones that are decent, good action, I guess. And then he did the last one in the early 2000s, which was uh, Die Another Day. And the only thing I can remember about that movie was a space laser fight no 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 a laser that was beamed down from a satellite in space while uh two aston martins were having uh, a drag race on an ice in the arctic and halle berry coming out of the ocean Goddamn! i mean and i say halle berry or hallelujah pick your poison tell me what you do anyways great song by kendrick uh what are we talking about james bond so yes the movie there was a bit of a gap bit of a hiatus in the James Bond world right after die another day and they had to pick a new bond which is always interesting cuz who doesn't want to be bond so they probably have to narrow that casting call down from 10,000 potential actors some known some not well known to and they all have to be british if i recall yeah you have to be from no not british you have to be from the uk because uh, every actor who's played Bond so far has been from the UK, and you have to narrow that list down. It's not can't be easy. And I know that uh, when they finally decided on my man Daniel Craig, a lot of people were confused by that because the only movies he had done before that were uh, Layer Cake, and he'd done a few other indie movies, but he wasn't known for his you know his suave suaveness and that kind of. And also his, uh, his, his, his deep drama abilities as far as being a dramatic art actor, but then also being charming and being dangerous and being cool. I mean, it's a really, if you think about James Bond, a lot of people just kind of write it off like, oh, it's just a movie for guys. But think about the range of emotions you have to have and capabilities you have to have to truly play that character well. And I think that's why Suave, uh, you know, for my blog here, what I'm referencing is Suave Darkness which is uh, based on the movie of Casino Royale, which is the subject of today's episode. It's so incredibly impressive because the reason why Casino Royale, which came out in 2006, the first movie came out in 1962 with Sean Connery, Dr. No. So what is that? 72, 82. That's 50. No, 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 that's 44 years. So 44 years since the first one comes out. And we have a bunch of characters who've played the role either very one dimensionally or two dimensionally or three dimensionally at most. But I think this movie Casino Royale that came out in 2006 with Daniel Craig as a new Bond was the first time where we had the full gambit and darkness. And by darkness, I mean a person who's deeply, deeply troubled, but it's hard to play a person like that. Who's deeply troubled, but yet, is convincing in the fact that, man, this guy's a suave, smooth operator. Smooth operator. He was a smooth operator. That's Bond, man. And that's Daniel Craig to some degree in this movie. He's still able to finesse women off their feet and be charming and have that smirk on his face, but uh, he's got this darkness to him that I don't think a lot of Bonds in the past have had. And rightly so. I mean, this is a guy who... Is an international spy, cool, sweet, but he's also got a troubled past, and he's murdered a bunch of people, and he's got he's got residue, and he's got scar dam, he's got he's got a lot of issues, uh, mental illness or otherwise that are haunting him, and he's he's deeply deeply disturbed, and I like the range, I'm, I mean I'm very impressed by the range, and I think that's what makes this movie so believable. You know this pivot. As they would say in Silicon Valley or disruption, or as they would say in, uh, uh, or sorry, not this this disruption, but this, uh, uh, this, this pattern interrupt, as it's known in behavioral psychology, this pattern interrupt where all of a sudden we get a Bond who is charming, is charismatic, is great with a gun, knows his way around, is decisive, takes action, but is also dark. I mean, I like that. I like how you can go to those different places. Uh, and and pull it off somehow and it adds credence to the fact that in this movie Casino Royale I'm not going to spoil it but there is a lot of poker being played and in poker uh, part of being part of being a good poker player is being centered and not getting emotional now someone who's already deeply disturbed and has issues I mean they're yes they're driven by their emotions for Bond, the reason why the character is so compelling is because we know that he has every right to fly off the handle based on his past and his the dark side of him. But that's what makes him charming because he's able to harness his that lighter side of life. So in the movie, for example, when he goes tilt in a poker game, or he should have went tilt based on what happened, and going tilt in poker means when someone makes a bet against you that you shouldn't have won or sorry, you should have won, but they got lucky, they bluffed their way through it, and they made the cards line up in their favor. They just got lucky. That can make a good poker player turn into a gambler. Going tilt is when you no longer stop playing the game of poker because, believe it or not, you can play poker without gambling. It's just called playing, being a good poker player, being shrewd, uh, folding, knowing to hold them. Know when to fold them. That's that's playing poker. But gambling is just like fuck it. I'm just gonna bet every time I get these hands. I'm gonna beat this guy. When you make it about you versus the other person versus you versus the cards, you lose. You have to play the man and play the cards. Playing the man, being like being aware of what he's doing, but you're not. You don't care about what, who he, whether he lives or dies. You're just watching his his facial expressions. So what am I trying to say? All bringing all this together his darkness, this fact that he's deeply disturbed allows him to go to that dark place and know that he's been there before so that when shit goes down in a poker game, for example, he's not thrown off because nothing is as bad as what he's already experienced. And I think that's what's interesting about people who have gone through some stuff in their life is it's actually an asset. It's actually an incredible uh, tool for you to be able to have that Uh, in your emotional tool belt if you will where if if she hits the fan i mean you got an umbrella you can protect yourself from the oncoming storm of emotions that might rise up in you and the fact that he has that side to him but he's yet able to still charm the girls save the day i mean what more can we say casino royale well done five star five star and, uh, he went on to play, he he went on to reprise this role and his newest movies coming out pretty soon. No time to die. So I'm looking forward to this, seeing what they do with that, but Casino Royale, I might even watch it tonight. Damn. It's so good. And, uh, one of my favorite lines from the movie is, uh, I'm sorry, that last hand nearly killed me and he wasn't joking. You have to watch the movie to find out why, but. I'll let you be, and uh, thanks for listening to 67 Rye. Until next time.